Welcome to a brand new episode of the Ithacans podcast of how I see sports. I'm your host, Caitlin Maniscalco. And I'm your host, Cal Domowski. Joining us today is sophomore thrower Ari Bernard of the Ithaca College women's track and field team. She is also a member of the field hockey team. Ari, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. All right, so we talked a little bit about this earlier. I first thought you were a two-sport athlete, but now I realize that you do indoor and outdoor track and field hockey, so I'm, I'm going to consider you a three-sport athlete. All right. I'm going to so, consider myself lazy, too. <laughs> <laughs> so I just have to ask, were you recruited to play both sports, or like how did you end up coming to Ithaca? Um, so for D3, we don't really like sign to have people, so, but I talked to Coach Potter, and she came to some of my meets, and I talked to Coach Mary and Coach Tyler, and they kind of recruited me, and I ended up signing technically, quote-unquote, for um, track, but I also was talking to the field hockey coaches at the time, Coach Hauk and Coach Mo, and now we have Coach Wahila, but it, I was more so recruited for track, but I knew that I wanted to come here and play field hockey as well. It wasn't off the table. Okay, so were you a walk-on for field hockey? Tech, or no, you were pretty much playing? Uh, it's like, it's a little difficult to yeah. Okay. Yeah. find out and pinpoint what's going on there, but I'd say more so I was recruited for field hockey also. And then do you strictly focus on one sport per season or like do you lift with field hockey while you're running track or no, it's just... Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> that would be way too much. Um, yeah, when I'm, I kind of have like my own personal philosophy that mm -hmm. if I'm in field hockey season, like I'm straight with field hockey. And when I'm on like with the track team, it's only track. And if I have time, like I'll go hang out with the field hockey girls and support them when they're in the lift or same vice versa with track. But I really try to focus on the sports I'm with at the time. And then do you have a preference on one of the sports or not? <laughs> do you like them equally? No, I like them equally. They're both two completely different things. The teams are completely different also, not in bad ways. They're just two. You have one where it's like 60 people and all doing different things all at one time. And then field hockey where there's about 30 of us and we see each other every day every day preseason, every day in lift, we're all lifting together, and it's one's more of like, like a compact family, and the other one's more of a mm -hmm. spread out family, like if you have a Philby picnic and you <laughs> see your like great uncle that you've never seen before. But yeah, they're both great opportunities to just meet new people, and I have so many friends on both teams, and I can't imagine like having to pick one and just hang out with those people because everyone's just so great. <laughs> Yeah, since there is such a difference between the size of the teams, is there a big difference in, oh, I'm trying to think of the word for this, like the team chemistry? Um, yeah, I would say so, especially because track is so large, like I said, right. and it's hard to be close with every single person, so you have more of like, I'd say a friend group, typically it's like your event groups, I, I mean I'm a thrower, so I hang out with the throwers all the time, so I don't get to see, say, like a 400 meter runner or any of the mid-distance people, I don't see them as much or the distance people, but I still know them and if I see them, it's easy to like, hey, how's it going and how'd the meet go, that kind of thing. Field hockey, it's, we see each other, like I said, all the time and off season too, everyone's together every day. So right. it's more of like a, a sisterhood and then tracks more of just kind of a family, if that makes sense. Yeah. My, I'm, I'm curious because you're saying all these things about, you know, coming back early from school, obviously, is b being a winter athlete and being a three-sport athlete is something in and of itself. I'm just wondering, do you have any spare time? And what do you do with your spare time just to relax? Great question. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> the simple <Not>. answer. <laughs> yeah. Simple answer, no. Um, 
I guess in my free time, I'm really getting my homework done. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like we're student athletes, so we focus on getting our schoolwork done first. And so I spend all my time in the library. If I'm not there, I'm getting something to eat. Yeah. And other than that, I'm sleeping. Like it's really eat, sleep, go to school, do track, do field hockey, and repeat. Like there's not a lot of time to do other things. However, we have lots of people, and that's just personally, but we have yeah. lots of people that are doing other sports. Like we have a few people on the Ethican. We have some people that do like new clubs that are going around and I'm technically in Red Cross Club, but oh, nice. it's hard to find time firstly to do that. But I, I like we do have time to do clubs. So it's great that it's not so intense that you can't do anything. There is time. It's just hard to find it personally. <laughs> do you have like you don't have a Netflix episode or a show that you just kinda go to to be like, I need this just to relax. And you know, get my mind I have on. been watching the Masked Singer. Oh I won't give away any tidbits that I saw last <laughs> night, but I, I'm watching that quite adamantly, and my friends and I, actually on the track team, since we came back early, we started watching it together. Oh, nice. So that's something we have in common. We're like, oh, did you watch last night's episode? And we talk about that. That's a good thing that's really kind of brought us together, and we watched The Bachelor also. Oh. I'm behind, so Love no Bachelor. spoilers, but <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, we get to do that when we have little bits of time, but Netflix binging, not so much. <laughs> Colton is dreamy, I will give you that. Uh, I, I keep up to date on these things. Um, I'm curious as a thrower, what is the most vital training technique that you do to just kind of keep yourself in rhythm? Um, yeah, start with that. Hmm. For me, I mean, physically, obviously, you think of you think of a thrower and you think, oh, they probably do so much with their arms, that kind of thing. We do a lot of like lower body work because it mm -hmm. all comes from the lower body, but personally, the mental aspect of it is what I really work on the most because it's it, it is a quite grueling part of part of the job and it is a job and we get to a meet and if you're having a bad day you kind of have to just get yourself out of that hole because if you don't everything else is going to fall apart mm -hmm. so that's the most important thing to me like may not be succeeding in the weight room but if your like head's not straight nothing is going to work out so that's what I work on the most have you found that to be difficult um and kind of balancing you know, like field hockey, which is more of like a finesse sport. Um, it's more the craft, the craft of you know making sure the sticks in the right area and making sure you kind of the vision is up, your head's up, you're looking around for those types of passes. Whereas you know throwing is kind of like I've got a one set, mo I I just got to make sure I hit this technique. And half the time I, with the shot put, it's more like you know you do the spin and then it's a it's a launch and the mm -hmm. the discus is the same thing as well. So is there a difference in those techniques? Do you find yourself struggling? with those two differences? Um, I definitely think that when I'm at practice, there are two different types of focus. Like, mm -hmm. I'm a goalie for field hockey, so okay. when, like, the ball's coming at you, like, at practice, if it's going a little slower, you can work on it, but if you're at a game or you're practicing like it's game speed, like, yeah. you just have to react, and that's very, like, react and get it done. And same kind of goes for throwing. Like, once that ball is, or like the weight is out of your hand, there's nothing you can do. So you have to make sure you prepare everything, get your technique done. And you don't have much time to get it done when you're in the circle. So you have to kind of one shot and then let it rip. So same with field hockey, but it's two different types of techniques. And sometimes it does get difficult in practice. But when I get to the meet, like I said, if I just get my head straight and get it done, then hopefully everything will work out together. <laughs> Do you find yourself sometimes like in training for uh, you know a track or something, and you're just like, oh, we should be doing this drill? It's like, oh wait, no, that's the field hockey version. Okay. <laughs> like, do you find yourself like accidentally having those like little mental slip ups, or are you just 
as you said, like you just dive fully into that sport. Yeah, fully. No, I don't think about really field hockey or track in the opposite one at all. The only mm. things I really think about are like my friends and, yeah. oh, I wonder what the field hockey girls are doing right now, that kind of thing. But I don't really get any technical type things okay. mixed up. Yeah. Um, it's not. It does happen in class sometimes. <laughs> but like, you know, I did not. But that's a whole yeah, separate ball That's game. a whole other thing. We're not even going to go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> So obviously field hockey's in the fall and then you transition to track and field in the winter and then in the spring. What is, how is it different playing more of a team sport in field hockey in the fall and then transitioning to more of an individual sport? Cause I mean, you said there are so many different mm-hmm. types like throwers, 400 yard sprints. Yeah. <laughs> so how do you kind of like change your mindset going from like, you know, it's all about the team in the fall and then has to be a little bit more individual. Yeah, um, you know, honestly, a lot of people think that it's quite individual for track, and which it is. I mean, it, it depends on the meet that you're at. Like, once you get to the higher level, like nationals or regionals, you, you think more like you have to get it done yourself. But when we, especially for the track team, like Liberty Leagues, it's all about what we can do for the team because we're more focused on how many people we can get on the podium to win as a team because, I mean, I don't know the numbers, so don't quote me on it, but we've <laughs> been undefeated in Empire 8 for the past several years, and then we moved to Liberty League, and we won last year. So that's not to say we have a winning mindset, but we always hope to be on top because that's just that's what our program is about, making sure that everyone can be the best that they can be. And the training that we do puts people in those places, and we do send people to nationals, and we do have national champs, and that's just the mindset that we have. And same for field hockey. like. We have a new coach and it's been going well. Like last year was a kind of building year, not last year, the year before. The year before. Yeah, that was okay. a building year. And this year is more of a, here we are, we're gonna start like building that legacy more, not like a building block base of the house. Yeah. It's more of the- The foundation has yeah, been yeah. set now. Now we're kind of getting the, the walls. Yeah, yeah, here we go. And it's really Coach Wahila and Coach Mauer sending us off in a good way and we ended up going to um ECACs is that where we went I think so see now I am I'm mixing up I don't know ECACs all Atlantics I don't know I don't know which one it is but we ended up going to that postseason and it was really great for us because we didn't get to do that last year and we saw that we have this potential and now we can only go up from there so we're really rocketing through it's exciting yeah, speaking of Liberty League champions, you guys mentioned scoring 246 points last year. What do you believe was the key to success? Definitely everyone thinking about what they have to do. And it's like, I, so you did say the individual aspect, like you have to focus on what you can do yourself to help for the team. It's not really more so like, how am I going to get first place? But it's how can I place or score points for the rest of the team and so I think everyone just we got there we got to St. Lawrence and we kicked it into high gear and we didn't even think about oh like this is we're gonna this is a blowout or oh we always win or this kind of thing because that's not the mindset that we have like we go into every meet thinking like we have to these are the people we have to be like it's going to be a struggle because we know that one slip up and if, if you act like you're high and mighty like it's not going to work out, and that's not the mindset that we have. So we try to – we stay humble, and I think that we are a humble team, and we support each other, and definitely supporting everyone in the events that they do really helps bring everyone up. And when you hear someone yelling, like, oh, Ari, like that really <laughs> – <laughs> you're like, let's go, all right, let's go. So 
the support is a big aspect of it too and not just from your teammates also from your coaches so you've had a year under your belt obviously in both field hockey tr uh, tra and track both indoor outdoor now in your second year you've had you've had the ability you know go through the transition phases of that summer training kind of getting better in all three of those sports coming in freshman year can be difficult for athletes to kind of get accumulated um not accumulated get acclimated is the better word get acclimated to the college the difficulty of college athletics very intense a lot of training a lot of you know bonding with your teammates you're living on the same campus with them you really it's a family atmosphere how have you grown in that or how has that um process been like adjusting to college athletics um i think so specifically for field hockey just because that's the first thing that pops to my mind we really work on when we have recruits or when we have the incoming freshman class we and coach Gua like make sure that everyone's comfortable so that the mm -hmm. moment that we step onto campus we're ready to go and we're not nervous we don't have to get out all of those jitters of not knowing people um we set up like groups over the summer where we can like text each other and say like hey what's up so we get all of the seniors sophomores juniors freshmen like everyone in there and everyone gets to know each other so that like the moment that the freshmen stepped on um, campus this year I knew exactly who they were and it was like easy to say hey like let's go eat because I'm not like you're not scared of yeah. who the people are because you've been talking to them all summer so field hockey definitely does a great job of doing that and I can't say um, as much for a track just because when it's like summer going into like I'm thinking about field hockey so I don't get to know the freshmen as much because I'm with field hockey but when I got there in November it seems like forever ago but when I got there in November it was a lot easier for me to get to know all the freshmen because they I mean were there all together all the time always doing stuff so I think getting acclimated to the college culture and collegiate yeah. um, athletics is that the word I'm looking for? Yeah. Collegiate athletics? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's really easy, especially here at Ithaca College, because the coaches do such a good job, and the captains and the upperclassmen and even your own teammates just do a good job of trying to get to know each other so that when we get here, we're ready to go. Have there been um, – okay, I'll, I'll, I'll ask a different question. You mentioned the difference in the size of teams, obviously, women's track and men's track form the entire track team that's a pretty big team if I may add <laughs> a lot bigger than field hockey and that's very clear for anybody that can see that but I'm curious to see who are you so you're just relatively I'm, I'm sorry you're hanging out with the fl throwers most of the time yeah that's what it is and so have you do you feel like there's a stronger family bond there than it would be with the entire team yeah definitely just we practice in a separate like area of the A&E center mm -hmm. and at meets, we're usually like indoor is a little different because it's all in one space. But outdoor, like the throwing cage is usually way out in Timbuktu, and every, like we're <laughs> we're never really with the rest of the team. We lift just the throwers together, and mm. it's not that we aren't like as close with them, but we're just so close because we're together all the time. So it's honestly really great because we get to know each other's goals, we get to know how each other works at practice and how we work at a meet, so that when we get there, we can support each other in the ways that we need. Because if I were to go, say, talk to a mile runner or a distance runner and add, like cheer them on, I don't know what they need because I'm not yeah. with them as much. And we do work on like having each other, all the team's goals to work on that and support them in that way. But it's a lot easier in your event group because you're with them all the time. So obviously you're a thrower, but 
I have to ask, in the past, have you ever ran before or have you always been a thrower? Yeah, um, I was recruited as a multi. Okay, so cool. I don't know if you know what that is. That's the, or indoor, it's the pent, outdoor, it's the hep. So you do five and seven events. It's okay. um, a lot. <laughs> that's what I was recruited to be that because in high school I was a like relay runner, four by one, four by four, and a high jumper. I didn't start throwing until like basically my senior year. Mm-hmm. I threw my junior year, but it was to get me ready to do the pen. So I was supposed to be a multi, and I did it, I don't even know how long, maybe two weeks. And then I was like, <laughs> oh, okay, throwing, this is pretty cool. And I started like learning to do the weight and getting into the groove of shot, and I just realized like this is this is what I want to do. Yeah. And last year I did high jump. I high jumped all year. Oh really? And yeah, it was pretty exciting. I mean, I, I placed sixth at Liberty Leagues indoor, which was really exciting, especially because I didn't get to focus a lot on it. Um, but now I don't do that anymore. Now I'm just a thrower, so I do miss high jumping. <laughs> but it I think it was good that I used to do other things because it gave me kind of a respect for how grueling and how tough it is to train for other things and I miss it all the time but I think throwing is where I needed to end up to be have you ever done the javelin not yet however (laughs) my coach did say I can do it this year oh no way if it doesn't hurt me (laughs) injury prone but if I I get to I'll do it (laughs) I would recommend that you do not look up javelin videos on YouTube you're gonna get some (laughs) disgusting oh terrifying uh, yeah terrifying (laughs) ones that I would I would just hate to see that's really exciting that you get to do the javelin yeah do you have a preference in the type of throw? Like, do you do one multiple times as opposed to just a certain one? Um, You mean, like, do I have a favorite? Yes, yes. Mm. I think I'm starting to, like, weight more. Okay. I mean, shot was kind of my thing because that's what multis, like, when multis throw, they throw shot. They throw jab outdoor, but I didn't have javelin in outdoor for high school. So shot was kind of always my thing, and then I started to learn about weight last year, and same with hammer outdoor hammer and weight are kind of the same type just different implements and i think weight has become something that's growing on me because it you don't have to have like a specific body type to do weight and you'll go to a meet and you'll see all these people like tall short like it doesn't matter and some people like really blow your mind and that's really cool to me and just just so cool to like watch like some people professionals just spin so fast and this <laughs> this 20 pound thing with like a little shot in a sack goes flying and it's just it's insane shot puts awesome too but weight is really special yeah i have so much respect for you guys i i can't imagine trying to sort of throw that i i did track and field when i was oh, in high school i know this is part of the uh <laughs> the segment where cal goes back in his athletic history and tries to <laughs> rationalize himself becoming a, a collegiate athlete and so I think, <laughs> I mean, I was a pretty good runner, but I do, I do remember one practice. I tried the shot put. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Little, lanky Kaldomowski, 145 pounds, no muscle on his bones whatsoever. I got up there with the big seniors. Oh, man. <laughs> got up there, and I tried to do it. I, could, I got it four feet. <laughs> I got four feet. You guys can laugh now. But if I did it right now, I can honestly say that I could get it four feet again. So I think you should give yourself like a little little extra. Maybe like four and a half. Four and a half? All right. Well, that's generous. If you're lucky. Honestly, I'm worried now that I'm going to walk up and trip and the ball's just going (laughs) to drop. The shot put will just drop it like, you know, a foot. Maybe not even. That's my biggest fear. 
I think one of the big things that I like to talk to athletes about are like diets and what you do to kind of train to keep yourself in shape because as a student athlete, even on a D3 level, it's pretty important that you keep in shape in order to compete at the highest possible level. So what's your diet like? What are you doing um, both in the weight room, outside the weight room to kind of keep yourself, you know, at that peak performance? Um, well, recently I have become a pescatarian. Wow. So, oh, interesting. Yes, I have been trying to cut out meat. I haven't eaten beef and pork since November, which not that long ago, but I'm trying. Chicken is a little... That's hard. A little hard for me. Like, yeah. you know, it's just you have some buffalo chicken wing dip. Like, you can't just, you can't say no. <laughs> I won't, I'm not going to lie. I did have a plate like two weeks ago, but that's, that's okay. I'm trying. You're I'm al- trying. Yeah, you're allowed to cheat. It's okay. You're trying. Yeah, but that's been, um pretty cool for me like Mm -hmm. because I've been able to eat things that I enjoy eating and it's not affecting how I'm performing at first I thought it was gonna like I'm not getting all the protein that I need I'm not gonna be doing as good in the weight room but it's not affecting me at all and it's a good life choice for me my family is like vegans vegetarians so it's helping me kind of fit in there but I don't miss it at all and it's I'm not missing out in the weight room I'm not missing out at practice or at meets so that's been a big change for me in my in my diet and like I said I go to the library at night all the time so I try to get as much sleep as I can but <laughs> homework after practice it can be a little challenging but that's it's not something that's really holding me back mm-hmm. because if I don't get enough sleep I just know that I might not have a good practice the next day if I'm not getting the right things to eat I might have to work a little harder or I might have to hold back a little because I'm not I didn't feel my body how I need to but it's really you have to find a good balance between your sleeping and eating and making sure that you're putting the right foods in your body because it does affect us and throwers sometimes do like munch a little more because we do <laughs> we like work out have, have like higher weights so we have to yeah you know munch all we want but we also know that we have to make sure we're putting good things in our bodies as well yeah, sadly, no bags of Doritos, though. Yeah. But as broadcasters, Caitlin, AJ, and I, we know that we can really eat whatever we want. I mean, we're behind this microphone. Nobody sees us right now. I mean, I could be eating a bag of Doritos right now. Ladies and gentlemen, believe me, I really want to. But I have to ask you the most important question that you're going to get probably all night, def- definitely all night, probably the next week. All right, let me brace myself. Exactly, yeah. All right, so just get ready. Drum roll, please. Da, 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 da. What is your favorite Starburst? Flavor or color? I don't know what the kids are calling it these days. Is it a flavor or color? I don't know. Obviously, the red one. The red one. Yes. Obviously, Obviously, the red one. Right? Yeah. So Anyone who says pink, you can't trust them. Wow, that is really <laughs> funny though, because the majority of people that come on this podcast say pink. You can't trust the people that like the yellow one. And guess who likes the yellow one? Yellow I is so good. Yeah, thank <gasps> you. Oh. Yes, it goes oh. red, yellow, orange, pink. Red, yellow, orange. She has yellow second, Cal. Red, yellow, orange, pink. Wow, that's the first. I think that's first. the first order we got. I just want to point out, ladies and gentlemen, that there is still no love for the orange on this podcast. <laughs> Not a single person has ever said they like orange. Wow. We've had a lot of athletes, too. And do you, do you, are you able to eat a lot of candy? I can't imagine that that's really an a important part of the diet for, you know, a, you know, a student athlete, not only in the spring, but in the winter and in the fall <laughs> as well. So. If it's around, I mean, Coach yeah. Potter may or may not have some candy in her room. I may oh. not go to her office and <laughs> grab some sometimes. It may or may not have done it yesterday. But. I, if I want candy, I'm going to eat candy, and no one's going to tell me I can't. <laughs> I, I can't remember. Have we asked our podcast editor, AJ Guerrero, what his wow. f- 
Did we? Mm-hmm. What was it again? Pink. It was pink. Uh, wow. Amazing. So this must be just triggering you. Yeah, <laughs> AJ right now, yeah. fist clenching, about ready to turn off this <laughs> podcast. Uh, he's just not feeling it. Um, Ari, I know you touched on this a little bit earlier, but you said there's a really strong mental aspect in throwing. Um, can you just elaborate a little bit more on that? Because I can't imagine like going, picking up a weight and saying like, okay, like I have a couple seconds, then I have to throw this as hard as I can. Like, can you explain that a little bit more? Yeah. So I've been trying to not let like one bad throw at a meet affect me or even at practice because that's going to, if you think about it and think about it more, it's just going to make all of your other throws not go well. And we have some really great um, sports psychologists or psychology students. I don't know what the terminology is. We just call them sports psych. We have some sports psych um, people that come and help us like every other Sunday. And oh, okay. there's students here. And they are really great at like helping us set goals or helping us talk about things that like the things that we have to face when we're at a meet or at practice. And there I actually love meeting with them because every time I take something away that I can help bring to a meet that's going to help me focus more and even my coaches do well just telling me like to breathe and not worry about it and the the problem is is that like I said you only have for us if you make it to finals six attempts if you don't you only have three attempts to do something great and then if you don't it's on to next week and you have to wait six seven more days before you can do it again so it's really like a clock like you're on a clock and we're counting down the meets so you have to remember like one meet's not going to change everything so Mm -hmm. you have to just find the positives and take those away and use them in practice and help fix your technique or fix whatever has to get fixed and do it again next week and that's something i've been really focusing on do you have any kind of ritual you do before you get up there Mm -hmm. i don't think so (laughs) i'm usually dancing around like (laughs) if i'm if i'm not then there's probably something up yeah like (laughs) i just like to be dancing around jumping around i'm like little psychotic at times so (laughs) if I'm just moving and grooving then I think it's gonna be a good day if I'm not then I'm probably in my head so as long as I'm off like picking daisies and not paying (laughs) attention to what's going on then hopefully it's gonna be good I don't really have like a ritual some people do I mean I wear the same socks just white socks they're not the same ones just as long as they're white socks that's the only ritual thing I can think of I like that yeah my, uh, my youth soccer coach would have hated me if I was off picking daisies. He actually did. He kicked <laughs> me off the team for picking daisies. Man, I was a pretty good daisy picker, too. My, my final question to you, the Bomber Invitational is this weekend for you guys. Obviously, a big meet at home. Get a chance to showcase yourself in front of all these teams. What's the mindset going into that? Um, that's a good question. I haven't really been thinking about this weekend at yeah. all. I think this week has been a lot of the whole mental thing. I've just been focusing on getting everything mm-hmm. right up there and thinking practice, practice, practice each day and not worrying about the weekend. Um, my mom's coming, so that's exciting. Nice. So I think I'm just excited to like show her because she doesn't get to come out a lot, so show her what I've been working on. And I've qualified for regionals in both, so my next step is just to hit some goals, like number goals that I have mm-hmm. to readjust and go back and reevaluate. But I'm trying to. That's a good question. I should probably reevaluate myself <laughs> and figure out what my goals are. Oh, for I, this I hate weekend. to have put some pressure on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Jeez, I don't need that. Exactly. Come on. <laughs> right now, I'm storming out. I know, but yeah. Uh, yeah, little plug. Make sure that you come. Right. Yeah. There we go. Sh- shameless plug. I love <laughs> it. 
um, for those wishing to find out the results of the Invitational. You can check that out on the Ithacan's website. I'm sure they'll have a story up there. Or, of course, visit the Athletics website. They'll have all the breakdown of the results and anything. Caitlin, anything to add? I'm good. All right, thank you so much for coming on today. We really appreciate you taking the time, and uh, good luck with the rest of the season. Thank you. I appreciate you having me. The Bombers will be back in action home this weekend for the Bomber Invitational. Thank you for listening in to the Ithacan's podcast, How I See Sports. I'm Caitlin Maniscalco. And I'm Cal Domowski. And you've been listening to How I See Sports.